0: HP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is a familiar face, and Mr. Adam Rayberg. He's a senior marketing manager over there at Bridgestone Golf. Great to see you, Adam.
1: Thanks for having me on again.
0: Absolutely. And as well, we have Jason Goldsmith, who's a performance coach working very closely with a guy many people know. His name is Jason Day, um, which ties in beautifully to a new product that's coming out from Bridgestone. So Jason, it's great to have you on as well.
2: Thanks, Dan. Glad to be here.
0: So let's start with uh, Adam. You've got some things going on over there, down there in Georgia. What's happening? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's a very exciting week for us here. Um, we've been talking about these golf balls for, for a little over a month now, and they are officially launching um, Friday, the week of the Genesis, um, and they will be on shelf. But we're, we're just so pumped this week. It's a very exciting week. Jason Day is playing the Mindset golf ball from the Tour B line, and then also this week we've got Tiger Woods in the field which everybody's excited about, and he will be playing the new Tour BX for the first time this week. So a lot of buzz here going on in Covington, Georgia, outside of Atlanta, in, in the home office, and we're just excited to, to watch some great golf coming up.
0: So you mentioned new ball. I think everyone's excited about that. Um, Tour B has had a nice progression, if you will say, and it's mm-hmm. changed a lot over the last, let's say, decade um, in name and in design what can people look for in in the new product
1: yeah well the new product um, we're featuring um, innovation on the inside and the outside Um, the inside of the golf ball is still super important to bridgestone golf we're polymer scientists we obviously ladder down from bridgestone tire um, experts in rubber and polymer so the golf ball as a conceptual makeup and specification is still super important to us we still believe that there's innovation inside of the rules that are given to us from the usga and rna so we still do a lot of testing we work with a lot of materials so this year inside of the Torby line is a new um part of it called the reactive x system and the reactive x system is the way i kind of explain it is it's somewhat like an equation of two things that make up the system first you have the reactive iq cover which we launched in the past generation and that cover reacts differently for the force of impact on it so like on a a light impact around the green it is softer and on a firmer faster impact it firms up for faster ball speeds that covered us so it kind of is a cool reaction to both of those things but then the mantle layer the mid layer the accelerant mid layer is something we added to the new golf ball Um, and those two work in tandem Um, The mid-layer is a little more dense for a little bit more speed off the the driver, a little bit more ball speed. Um, That reactiveness of of that mid-layer kind of springs off the club a little bit faster with driver. But then also around the greens, since it is a little bit denser, it reacts better to that reactive IQ cover, creating like a backboard for more spinning control. So those two together kind of make up that reactive X system and gives it kind of that, added material benefit you know to the golf ball the second thing we're most excited about and uh, jason goldsmiths here who talk a lot more about the intricacies of it is mindset and mindset is a visual cue on the golf ball to help the golfer separate analytical thought from athletic performance and what that's really doing is it's allowing the golfer to stand over the golf ball look at that cue and really get them in the right frame of mind and the right mindset to hit a great shot and there's a couple steps involved with the mindset process and the what the makeup of the golf ball the look of it the visual cue is three rings the outer ring is the red ring and what you're doing there is you're gathering data from your shot a lot of us already do that most everybody does this right you're picking out your club you're getting your distance. Whether you look at a sprinkler head or you shoot it with a laser, you might throw up some grass and try to get the wind, but you're gathering the data. The next step is a lot of times where a lot of everyday golfers and not professional golfers might have a little bit of trouble in this tendency. And that's visualize the shot. That's the yellow step. The second step is visualize the shot. And that is once you've gathered all that data, you're ready to commit to a shot. So Jason Day, what he actually does is he he closes his eyes and he visualizes a shot in his mind of what he's going to hit. So let's say you've got a 150-yard shot. You've got wind out of the right. You want to hit a little hold up against it. So you're visualizing a slight cut into that wind to hold the shot. So you might see it as like a pro tracer line. You might close your eyes and visually see yourself hitting that shot. But that visualization and that creativity in your mind is so important to be able to like – tell your mind and tell your hands and your arms to be able to hit that shot. And then step three is the green dot. And that is when you've done those two steps, you're ready to fully commit to the shot and get over the ball to execute. So that's mindset kind of in a little bit of a nutshell. I know we're going to get into it much, much more, um, over the next minutes, but, um, that's what we're really excited about as far as the technology on the inside and on the outside of the golf ball.
0: So I think Jason day is a really, nice product from a, from a application standpoint, we've watched him for a long time uh, on TV visualize his, his shot. Uh, I think it's very, very clear. He has intent right before each time he goes to hit you. You mentioned the eyes closed. Uh, I I think he might be one of the most visual from a, a watching standpoint, people who's preparing to hit a shot. Um, maybe Jason, you can touch on this a little bit, uh, as you work with him directly, how much is of that has been going on and then starting to incorporate that into the, using the golf ball as well for a guy like Jason day.
2: Yeah. So Jason's been doing that since he was 12 years old. So, um, love to, to take credit for it, but he's been, he's been practicing (laughs) visualization for, for a really long time. And, and when we were thinking about how we could help the general public, the average player get better, you know, the idea was how do we take the process that he's been really successful with for his entire career and help the average person understand it so that they can start to get a glimpse of what it feels like to hit a shot and be fully committed, you know, or, or in the zone or, you know, in flow state. Um, and, and that was the goal of creating this you know this little um, you know design on the golf ball that that cues the person as to what the steps are that they should follow every single time so it's, it's giving them his process and it's and it's allowing them to, to to see what it would feel like when when they can stand over a shot and be completely committed. I mean m- most of my work you know with with all the athletes that I work with is getting them from being externally focused, you know, which is connected to the target, you know, is, is what we want them to be rather than internally focused, thinking about what the steps are to be athletic in the performance. So it really doesn't matter what the sport is, but, but particularly golf, because there's so much time involved. If you don't have a process to, to cue you to be externally connected to the target, then your conscious mind, the part of your mind that's constantly judging things is going to get back involved. And once that happens, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking not doing and that's what's stopping you from being athletic.
0: Yeah. So there, there's a d- definitely an emotional reaction to mediocre golf and that's to hit harder or swing faster or, uh, just react in an aggressive manner. I've seen guys in the range. I, I think one of my favorite examples is you get a guy who uh, who's hit a bad shot. And they grab a, another ball quickly and hit again, and it same thing. And they grab another ball quickly and hit again. And it's same thing. Um, that that that's always interesting. When my thought is to say slow down, think about what you're doing, uh, and and sort of recover or make an adjustment. Um, I was watching a video on mindset that you guys have up on Instagram. And one of the things you said was that you, you think this is going to have a much deeper impact on amateur golfers than it will on the, at the professional level. Uh, I think this example is probably one of many that would apply here. Um, not just from a reactionary standpoint, but from like a being in the moment standpoint. So can you share to me with me why you think that is that amateurs will be impacted more with mindset?
2: Absolutely. I mean, most people don't have a, a mental process. Everybody has a physical process. You know, they go to the driving range, they rake over a ball, you know, they hit a shot. But, but most people have never considered where their mind is while they're hitting a shot. You know, so I, I would say they're just, they're just unaware of where their mind is. They're unaware of how their thinking is affecting their action. And what they're thinking about is also affecting their action. So the example that you use where a guy hits a shot, the outcome isn't what they want, so then they scrape over a ball and now they're even maybe getting more technical with their thinking and it's and it's getting them further and further down the rabbit hole when really what they needed to do in that moment, like you said, was slow down, was, okay, take a breath. What's really my intention here? How clear can I be? You know, we talked about visualization. You know, people are going to do it in many different ways. We can talk about like how to cue people to visualize things easier. There's all kinds of things they can do, but but when you're committed to an intention, and you produce an image, that image gives your body the sensation to create that action, and it's not using words, and that's really the difference, right? So we can, you know, talk on and on about how you know, body doesn't understand language you know, the more instruction you're giving yourself, you know, it's that instruction that's getting in the way of you being athletic. So there's a lot of different things that amateur golfers do and they think they're doing the right thing because nobody's ever stopped and exposed them to the the mental process side of performance. So I think that's where the average player is, is, Going to see a tremendous amount of benefit because now they're going to have this cue on a golf ball that they can, they know this process works. They've, they've seen it work with, you know, Jason, you know, being the best golfer in the world, you know, other athletes that use visualization all the time, they've just never been exposed to it. So to me, it's exposing them to this uh, this whole
1: other level of athleticism that they've just never even considered. Jason, one of the. Um... I've enjoyed talking to you a lot from just from a golfer perspective and um just interviewing you a couple months ago when you came here to Atlanta and talked to you and but one of the things that you said inside of one of the videos that I absolutely loved and that we've used a lot and people will hear is that you most think you need to think more over the golf ball but you actually need to do the opposite you need to think less and that's what that red and yellow zones have they they should allow you to get over the ball and think less you know if you've done what you need to do in the red zone and in the yellow zone to visualize then once you get in the green zone you have freed yourself up to perform in that moment and that's one thing that stuck with me that you've said over and over. because I mean we, we all have those buddies right they stand over the ball and they're literally over the ball and they're thinking about wrist angle or where they're at the top and they're like like all these little mind things are going on inside their head while they're over the ball, and they need to hit the ball in five seconds and they're they're just like thinking and it's like a waterfall. I' always think of the the funny meme of um Zach Galifianakis, that uh the hangover remember when all the all the equations are going around his head like that's what I think about most golfers get so caught up in all these swing faults are swirling like gnats around their head, and they can't actually like. themselves to hit the golf shot
2: yeah i mean i think i don't know exactly where i saw this but i remember reading that the conscious mind can do 60 things a second and the non-conscious mind can do somewhere like 33 million things a second wow so you know when you think about it that way it's the thinking that's getting in the way of the doing Mm -hmm. right so every thought that you're having while you're over the ball is 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 getting you further and further away from being your most athletic self. So, you know, you think about a shortstop fielding a ground, you know, an infield ground ball, he's never stopping to think about where first base is, you know, or how much foot pressure or how he's going to release, you know, cause so, so why is it in golf that we have this laundry list of things that we think we need to think about in order to hit the ball where you know, the important thing is, okay, wait, where's the target? I want the ball to go there. Okay. Can I, can I kind of, you know, create an image, okay. Of, of what that shot looks like. And then can I trust that my body's going to react and create that. And that's why we put that process on the golf ball and we're queuing people to be able to do that more and
0: more. So I want to focus on one particular element uh, of the game. And I think, I I think the reason why it matters so much, and what I'm referring to is putting, because I think of all things, it's easier to be a decent putter than it is to be a decent driver. You know, there's 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 missing with a putter um, is not as horrible uh, and you can be a little bit more creative and succeeding in that way. And I think. The, the potential for success on a putter is a lot higher than it is, um, and, and I genuinely mean the potential of it uh, from other clubs. So what I think about when I see people make mistakes in the green and, and the conversations you end up having is, oh, I overread that. Oh, I thought it was going to break more. Oh, this, that. The ability to react as you're making a stroke is way easier with the putter to pull the ball or push the ball. Uh, whatever it might be. So with this technology, I I feel like the intent there is also to eliminate some of that secondary thinking and just say, trust your line, which is something I I commonly refer to just trust your move, go with it. And and hopefully you've picked the right line is putting a a deeper feature of this or a a more isolated feature. Is this an every shot type of conversation?
2: Yeah, this is every single shot. I mean, I think it's easiest to do on putting because putting's two-dimensional. So to, to visualize, you know, the path that a ball is going to take as it goes towards the hole, I think, is a good entry point for people to start to visualize. It seems like it's typically more difficult when you're, <clears throat> you know, looking at trajectory and, and curve on ball for people to right out of the gate visualize.
0: But those was... people... Yeah. That was part of the reason why I mentioned it because we were talking about, oh, if I shape the ball here, I I think that kind of falls on deaf ears for a lot of golfers. So we're trying to apply it to something that works for everyone. And most people, I shouldn't say most people, many golfers are just saying like, let's please, for the love of God, let me hit this straight. You know what I
2: mean? Right. But, you know, I also feel like, you know, for, for, for amateur golfers that are going to use this for, for full swing shots, they're going to get a tremendous benefit from it because, Mm -hmm. I just don't think they've they've ever really tried to to visualize the shot and i and i think that you know there's this you know misconception that visualization is difficult and and the reality is is when when people are trying to force a visualization then it is difficult but if they you know ask it in a playful creative way like you know it's just it's imagination. Everybody has imagination, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so here's this ball, and I want the ball to go there. So what would a big high drawing shot look like that, you know, hits that that cloud there and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and and draws off that cloud? And just just start there. And the more you do it, the clearer the pictures are going to get, you know, some people, Justin Rose is a shot tracker guy, he sees a shot tracker, Jason Day, it's like, sees the whole picture himself walking into the picture and creating the shot there's there's no right way to do it um but you know you you need to do it because what it's doing is it's giving your body the information it needs to create the action so you know we can go you know way deep into this like how the image sensation uh, you know how does it compare to the action sensation you know and, you know and that's really the holy grail of, of coaching right because when you get those two things to match up and you start to see shots and then you start to create what you saw you know then then your brain's like wow that's that's really what this athlete wants me to do is is to to gather information you know to, to visualize the shot to be hundred percent committed to focus on the ball and then just trust that the body's going to create what I just saw this golf ball doing once nice. you start to do that and i'm talking golfers of all ages can do this like I, you mm-hmm. know i work with guys that are 85 86 years old still trying to get better at golf and you know nine-year-olds that are doing this so i know everybody can do it it's just exposing them to it and the joy they get from letting go of the laundry list of the baggage of stuff that they've been carrying around is uh it's just incredible because it's it's a, a completely different game when you start to actually play the game.
0: I, I feel like I've stumbled onto the set of Beggar Vance 2, which is kind of fun <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've done, <laughs> yeah,
1: we've done, you know, one thing that's been a little eye-opening during our R&D process when we were actually testing with consumers out here at the R&D test site was we'd have them hit shots and, you know, a simple question at the end was like hey what was your plan there and a lot of guys would kind of look at you with a blank stare and be like well i was just trying to hit the fairway and it's like okay what what were you trying to do like were you trying to cut it draw it hit it straight and they'll just kind of turn and be like i don't really i, I didn't really have an ideal shot i just was trying to hit it to the fairway and so like you start to discover like jason said is the visual of like what you would want to do starts to set you up. And, you know, I got to, you know, we talked to Tiger at the shoot and we interviewed him and, you know, obviously he has an insane amount of focus when he hits shots. And we kind of delved into his mind and asked him kind of how that works and how he gets in the right mode. And he actually discussed, you know, he's probably played hundreds of thousands of rounds with amateurs and pro ams and, now he talked, a, he talked a little bit about, you know, Charlie and the junior state of, of kids playing. And he says it just – it really kind of boggles his mind how they don't have that second part. You know, they get the laser out and they throw up grass and they get all that settled up, but then they just walk into the ball and hit it to the green. And he'll kind of be like, hey, what was, what was the plan? You know, sploosh, it goes right in the water. And the kid goes, oh, God, I knew I, knew I was going to do that. And he's like, you should never say, I knew you were going to do that. Like, that shouldn't even have been in your mind. The plan should have been left side of the green, 30 feet from the hole. I'm going to work it away from the water. I'm going to cut it, you know, to where it never gets close to the right side of the, you know, the water down the right. And he, he's trying, he was saying that he tries so hard to instill and, still in, you know, Charlie and his, his teammates, he, he works with him, them too, about visualizing the shot and commit to it. Now, you still may hit it in the water. You know, Jason said it um and they said it like, you know, you're still going to hit bad shots. That's not this. This isn't all of a sudden going to make you hit every shot. Great. But it is going to take away the indecision and also implement the intent. Intent is a great word. I love that Jason uses a lot is intentionality of the shot you're going to hit. Now, it, again, I'll repeat it. You might not hit it. But you do have the intent to hit a high cut to the left side of the green 30 feet from the hole versus the previous thought was like, oh, just hit it that direction. Like, I just I hope it goes that way. And and and, Dane, you kind of said it earlier. A lot of golfers say exactly what you said, like, I'm just I'm trying to hit it straight. Well, you know, let's be a little bit more specific about what straight is. And can you hit a straight shot? You know, hoping for straight versus that's not your shot shape are two different things. So the visualization is the one that we've learned more and more in our R and D process, actually working with consumers, sending out protos to to see kind of step-by-step what they do. That's kind of the missing link here is that, you know, all of them are important for sure, but that visualization is so key. And we're becoming to learn that if you kind of do that more and more, it keeps you over the shot. And, you know, from a, I know I'm rambling here, but from a personal standpoint, when I started using it, what would happen with me, I realized it's like whole, whole like 11 to 13. I'll start kind of losing it, right? I may have a good round going, but it's always like a little bit mid round or, you know, towards the three quarter mark of like, I start thinking about a hot dog or talking about fantasy football <laughs> with my buddies. And I get over a shot and I literally might be talking to them distracted. And I blow one in the hazard or out of bounds and I'm kinda like, man, I didn't even really like I almost got too comfy, you know, and I didn't really give the shot the due attention that you're gonna that you need to do. And, you know, in golf, you know, one bad swing can cost you a lot of strokes pretty easily. So you kinda in that seven seconds when you're over the ball, you better be in the right frame of mind and use that process to kind of get you there. And I've I've actually and I've I love mindset. I I almost can't use a ball without it now. So uh, I love I love it looking at it and seeing it, and keeping me kind of in the zone from that whole eleven to thirteen when I lose a little bit because that's what happens after thirteen. I'm like, oh man, I messed up. I need to tighten back up. So then usually from fourteen to eighteen, I kind of get back in it because I'm trying to save the round. So um, you know, keeping me in there is is really cool, and mindset has helped a lot.
0: I I want to ask. Another element to that, and it's not so much the you get c- too comfortable during your round, which I think is what you're saying. But there have been plenty of times where you get to whole, let's say, 14 or 15, and suddenly you have a great round going and you let your emotions hmm. take over. Um, how does Clam mindset, up a little? <laughs> yeah. How does mindset impact that? And that I, I think there's because it's a different thing, right? You, you're now mm-hmm. dealing with being in the moment. A little too much does it bring you back to that let's focus on this particular shot
1: i'm i'm gonna let jason because i have the perfect i think set up like jason what would you say like say you're working with day and how do you guys help him stay relaxed and in that alpha state when he's winning a tournament i mean that's the you know for us yeah a great round but you got jason who's on hole you know 66 Sixty-six or sixty-five, and he's tied for the lead. Like for me, I would be a nervous wreck. But how do you keep Jason in his normal athletic mode in those moments? So, so a couple of things, right? So, so Dan, you said you said
2: too present, right? Yeah, <laughs> no such thing as too present. So let's, just, <laughs> let's just start there. And and what Adam was talking about was you know just being aware of the fact that he had no awareness around the, you know, that, that mm-hmm. he was mentally slipping before. Now there is an awareness that when he gets the whole 11 mentally, he's not as focused as he was before. Now I think that's probably a hydration nutrition thing. Like the first thing <laughs> he said is I start thinking of a hot, hot dog. dog, hot yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so my advice is, make sure you're hydrating, you know, eating a little energy bar. Maybe you don't have that dip in energy around 11 to 13, but I think that's where the average golfer is really going to benefit is they're going to have this awareness like, oh, maybe I did hit that shot in the water. But the reason why I hit the shot in the water was I really wasn't clear with my intention, right? So they're going to give them an awareness where before they had no awareness, right? So I think that's the other thing that mindset gives them. Now, to answer your question about about Jason is, it's about having a process and being present. So, So when you are present, you know, outcome is out of your control. You know, all you can do is follow your process. So, you know, pressure is all internal, right? It's not external. The golf course hasn't changed. The golf ball hasn't changed. Your golf swing... You know, none of it changes unless you start to add emotion to the situation. So if you have a process that you believe in, when you feel those thoughts start to arise, well, that's your protection. That's your shield. That's that, you know, that bubble of, okay, yeah, I noticed that thought, but that's not useful in this moment. What's useful is gather my information, make a decision, you know, create the visual, execute the action. So that's, that's the benefit of elite performers having a mental process is they don't allow those thoughts that are depreciating that are going to cause the pressure, the fear, the anxiety to even start to formulate. Right. So if I, I have a thought and I attach to it, then there's a problem to solve. But if I'm aware that I'm starting to have this negative thinking, I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I recognize that, but I have this process, right? I have this cue on the golf ball. I have, you know, this mindset, it's going to get give me the freedom to perform. Then I get back into, you know, being present, getting back into the flow state and executing the action. So that's by far the most important. And that's the reason why we came up with this in the first place. So, you know, it works at the elite level. We know it's going to work at the amateur level, and we, we feel like everybody's going to benefit from that freedom to be over the golf ball to perform. And now they're going to start being aware. Wow, I do have these thoughts and, you know, and they're not really useful. So, you know, what what can I do? Right. It's get externally focused, get present, get attached, match up my shot to my intention, get back to playing the game. Because thinking about playing the game is not playing the game.
0: Uh, I like yeah. your comment there that's not useful in this moment I, I need to hold that for when my guys are heckling me on the golf course. <laughs> that's I love that term <laughs> yeah um, if you I, think
1: about like um it's funny if you think about like Jason the shoddy head at the 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 t you know in the last hole, you know a lot of golfers get in those moments, say you're playing your member guest or your club championship- I know for me like. I want to win my club championship. I want that parking space. But, like, I've always got towards the end, and I let maybe the moment take over versus, like, you know, like I always think about Tiger at the Masters when he hit that insane chip. You know, he's got the huge crowd around him. He's down by one to DeMarco, and it's, like, a key moment. But he, like, slowed things down so much. You see his eyes following that crazy line he took that was – 20 feet above the hole you know he was attaching himself to the target and his line and he slows things down where a lot of the times you know the average consumer or even myself when I get in a moment like that I may get quick and you, you get nervy and you grip the club tighter and you do the things that are almost the reverse and what I think Jason's is saying is now like if you have this process then everything should be the same in that moment whether it's the first shot you hit of the day or the shot on the last hold, or if you get up and down, you win that parking space. Like you go through the same process and it it's, it's not a new moment for you and it kind of keeps you kind of in that. And and Jason, you know, that last shot he hit at the at t you know, we're all sitting there watching him and he's got this wedge in his hand. He's got 105. It's pouring rain, but he's under the umbrella and he's going, he's drying his hands and he's going through his, Look, and he's he's he literally closes his eyes and he sees it. Where the, even though there's a literal distraction of rain falling on him, he stayed in the moment and he hit it to five feet and makes birdie and wins by one. Like, he needed that shot and he stayed in the moment and he didn't rush because it was wet. And, like, that's that's the thing I take away from the professional level that you know, a lot of the things the professionals do, we can't do. I can't hit a tiger stinger and I can't hit that high, you know. One eighty-five ball speed, you know, high draw that Jason can hit, but I can stay in the moment and put myself in the right frame of mind and the right mindset to hit a good shot. I still feel like I hit a good shot, but um, I can do that. I can take that down and, and help me stay in that moment for sure.
0: So I, I'm curious on Bridgestone side of things that this is a step in a different direction for you with print on yes. golf ball um i feel like it's fairly significant so my belief at this point would be that you believe wholeheartedly in the concept enough to shift that focus Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean quite frankly you know we've we've been working on this mindset concept for about five years and you guys know elliot Mello. elliot's worked on this way way back you know Obviously, COVID happened, and we shifted our thinking from an R&D standpoint, you know, and we kind of had it on the table for a little bit for a year, a year and a half. But we had, you know, we'd been working for a long time, and, and luckily we got connected with Jason Goldsmith and Jason Day, and those guys definitely helped us take it through the red zone into the end zone. But, you know, we had been, we had been looking at print. Obviously, printing on the golf ball is a category in itself. But we wanted to get into it in the right way. So I'm sure you guys have heard for many years from us, like, well, we're just not going to print a ball just to have a printed ball. And that still is true. And what we did is we wanted to make sure that we had some sort of technology that made print meaningful for us. So when we started on this journey of uh, whether it was quiet zone, quiet eye or quiet mind, like we had all these concepts that we had worked in over the years we wanted to bring out something that would that had a a true technology story even though it is a print on the outside of the golf ball but we wanted a story and also a visual technology that would help the golfer like yeah a line on the ball is a line on the ball you know you could point it and direct it to where you want to head and it's a little similar to what we said earlier like an amateur going like hey i just want to hit the middle of the fairway that's that's basically alignment and people use alignment and we have no offense on alignment at all. We think alignment works. I mean, Tiger Woods puts a line on his ball and everybody uses it in different ways. But what we wanted to do was get into the space in a different way other than just putting a stripe and alignment eight on the ball and try to help the golfer and help the consumer get in the right mindset to hit a good shot. So it was many years of, of talking about it. And yeah, Dan, you mentioned it is, it was a fairly significant step for us to finally commit to do it because we, 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 like you said, we could have put a line on a ball and launched a lined tour B, you know, quadruple track or a single track or a dual or track or something like that. We could have done one of those things, but we waited till we had something that we thought that had an R and D background and, you know, that would really kind of impact the consumer for a level that we thought was important.
0: I want to talk a little bit about tiger as we, close in on the episode. <clears throat> I know everyone's fairly excited with the idea of a playing house this week. Um, I guess this week, the show might not be dropping tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> it's exciting to have him back. I know he plays a very significant role in the feedback you get from the tour side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I noticed is his, the tiger ball releases on the X this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Has he shifted away from XS?
1: Yes, he plays the X now. Um, He's kind of been tinkering with the X over the last 12 to 15 months. So during our prototyping process, we had him kind of test both um, the XS and the X, and we worked closely with him. Also with Rob McNamara, which is a close um, um, agent with him. And um, we got a lot of feedback from him. And, you know, his swing, you know, this is kind of leaning into fitting as well. His swing has changed slightly. His um, his conditions have increased. So, like, typically in the past, he had over- underspun the X ball, which, you know, when he first came to us was the B330. And he would, he would knuckle it. You know, it just wasn't enough spin. The B330S was the first ball he played from a Bridgestone perspective for us. And so, you know, we just look at his conditions and now he's putting a little bit more spin on the golf ball off the tee um, with the shaft and driver combination that he's using. So he likes the X because it's a little bit of a more controlled, flatter flight compared to the XS, which is a spinnier golf ball for more control around the greens. But for him, it's it's a, what he says is a balanced ball. You know, he feels like it gives him a lot of good spin around the greens, you know, because yeah, when we first started working with him, it was all about give me as much as you can around the green. Give me everything, and then I'll back it off with driver and with my long irons. He's fairly shallow with his long irons, so, you know, spin with his long irons always is a difficult thing that we have to work around as well. But, yeah, the X is the ball that he's going to use. He's fully committed to that one. We're launching, like you said, a Tour B X Tiger Edition. The only difference with that version is they're all number ones and it has Tiger on the side. He plays the normal spec. He plays the Tour BX that is, you know, the normal one. And then those are Tiger edition that's all number ones and Tiger stamp on the side. So we're, we're excited this week. He is making the transition. This will be the first week that he puts the new X in play. He'd previously been using the previous year X, so he will play the new model this week and Yeah, we're we're excited about him playing. It's you know he is the ultimate. You never know what you're going to get because you can't underestimate what he can do. And he says as long as he has his feels, he's going to play. And yeah, we're excited to see what he's got. And there's definitely more in the tank. I'm a huge Tiger fan. I have always been one far before Bridgestone. So I'm always get a little bit more excited um, when when Tiger's in the field.
0: So when it comes to their involvement in development of the new product Uh, i i believe you take a great deal of their feedback from all tour and trying to incorporate it into four ideal models for every golfer right
1: yeah so the x and the xs are designed for swing speeds that are over 105 so we lean very hard to the tour team to help us develop the x and the xs and we also bring in um, elite level amateurs and college players that are high swing speeds to also provide feedback on the prototypes. And then we as we move to the RX and the RXS, we work with consumers and elite amateurs that are you know, slower swing speeds that kind of match up with that with that core design of that golf ball. And then we help design those. So, yeah, there's different buckets that we bring in. I mean, it makes sense. If you were building the shaft, you would bring in people that match up with that shaft. So we, what we do is we bring different demographics in that match up from a specification and a specification package to each of those golf balls and, and help them design. I mean, obviously, Jason Day and Tiger, Chris Gotterup are pretty instrumental with making the X golf ball. And then we also kind of match up that with consumer testing with the X and desi- decide on an ultimate spec that would best categorize that type of player
0: okay uh as we wrap up any other feedback on the new product or on mindset that you can share with consumers as they go and try it for themselves
1: yeah i mean we're i i can't remember the last time i was so pumped for a launch i've been at bridgestone for 12 years and i'm pretty excited every year we launch a product but i i have a different feeling about this one this year we just came back from the PGA show a few weeks ago, and the Tour V line um, resonates well. We continue to innovate. That's one of the things that some say it's hard to pull from other OEMs is that they're actually continuing to manipulate materials and things of that nature, but we still do. Uh, we think that's important, but then mindset is something that we're so proud of. We're so pumped um, for the consumers to get it out there. The The feedback of the show from, you know, whether it was Greengrass Pros or your everyday golfer coming and experiencing it for the first time was phenomenal. I mean, we had pretty much unanimously positive feedback on Mindset and we actually think it could be bigger than what we had forecasted um, from a distribution standpoint for Mindset. So we're we're happy about it. And Jason Goldsmith has been so great. We've been so blessed to have him kind of join the team be a good representation of talking about it. I mean, he is a, you know, as his last name said, he's kind of a gold mine to talk to about these things. So we've been very fortunate to have him. And I think mindset is going to really blow people's mind and and open them up to a different possibility of one getting fit into the right ball, but also getting fit into the right mindset to hit the golf
0: shot. Jason, any final feedback for golfers who like to just not think about anything and hit the ball straight? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you keep saying that. I think straight is the hardest <laughs> shot to hit, right? So, for, first of all, that's where I'd start. <laughs> you know, let's start seeing a little curve. It's, you're going to have a lot more, a lot more fun on the golf course because the straight ball is definitely the most difficult to hit. But, but other than that, I I feel like people should should try mindset and see how much more freedom they have over the ball and and when people are out there actually playing the game and enjoying the game i think that's the real game changer right so it's they're going to play more golf the more they enjoy golf and uh, the more they stop thinking so much about how to play golf and actually get back to playing the game that freedom that they're going to get from having this simple process that is you know tour proven through you know jason day you know, using it most of, most, most of his life, uh, I think they're going to start to, to open up and see the benefit of it. And, uh, and, you know, and that's what it's all about. If, If you can help people enjoy the game, then, uh, then we know it's already a success.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's fun to hear about the new product, Adam and, uh, Jason, I appreciate your, 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 Mindful thinking on this uh, this mindset product. It's very interesting, and and I hope people go out and give it a try for themselves. Um, if you are playing golf this weekend, have fun, make it count, and we'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.